Yes, I am. Job chapter 32. It's going to be amazing. Elihu responds to Job's friends. Job's three friends refused to reply further to him because he kept insisting on his innocence. Then Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzite of the clan of Ram, became angry. He was angry because Job refused to admit that he had sinned and that God was right in punishing him. He was also angry with Job's three friends, for they made God appear to be wrong by their inability to answer Job's arguments. Elihu had waited for the others to speak to Job because they were older than he. But when he saw that they had no further reply, he spoke out angrily. Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzite, said, I am young and you are old, so I held back from telling you what I think. I thought those who are older should speak, for wisdom comes with age. But there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them, that makes them intelligent. Sometimes the older, the elders are not wise. Sometimes the aged do not understand justice. So listen to me and let me tell you what I think. I have waited all this time, listening very carefully to your arguments, listening to you grope for words. I have listened, but not one of you has refuted Job or answered his arguments. And don't tell me he is too wise for us, only God can convince him. If Job had been arguing with me, I would not answer with your kind of logic. You sit there baffled, with nothing more to say. Should I continue to wait, now that you are silent? Must I also remain silent? No, I will say my piece. I will speak my mind, for I am full of pent-up words. And the spirit within me urges on, urges me on. I am like a cask of wine without a vent, like a new wine skin ready to burst. I must speak to find relief, so let me give my answers. I won't play favorites or try to flatter anyone. For I tried flattery, my creator would soon, if I tried flattery, my creator would soon destroy me. He actually did the whole introduction to say why he's going to speak. Yeah. At first I was like, okay, he's making some valid points. What points? In that, at times the elderly aren't always as wise just because they're older. Yeah. And that his youth doesn't disqualify him from having the space to speak. Yeah. I agree with that. That's true. I agree as well. However, all of this, out of anger, he's annoyed me. <laughs> so why, are you, why are you giving such a long introduction to say that you're going to speak? The mistake is that they're just saying what they think. What they think. And it's not the truth. Yeah. But we all do this, though. We all we all provide some form of thought to others, unsolicited sometimes. Yeah. As though, yeah, that must be the truth, where it's kind of like, well, no one really asked you. Why do we do that? Because we think we're smart and we're wise? Because we think we're right. Is that so wrong? It is though, because who told who who said who said that we were right? 
Yeah. At least say, okay, it could be, or I don't know, or sometimes just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Not everything always requires, like, sometimes we genuinely don't know. I think I've listened. I'm not one to give my opinion unless, like, people ask. And even with that, sometimes my opinion, really, well, not sometimes, actually, every single time my opinion is irrelevant. Yeah. So what do you think? It's not that it's irrelevant. It just it really just depends on the hearer, the recipient, for them to assign the value to what you're saying. I mean, it's coming from. I'm not gonna lie. There have been times I've been in conversation, and then I'll just ask God, "What what do I say to this? Yeah, I don't know what to say to this. Uh If it gives me something, then okay. But if not, really is my own personal opinion based on my own judgment. I I. I feel like that's why I don't comment on things per se, because it just it really doesn't matter what yeah. I think. Even for myself, that's what Paul said, isn't it? Like he doesn't even trust his own judgment. It's not a fun place to be sometimes, though. I've been in a, it's a position where I've not trusted my own judgment, and then have refrained. But there has to be a certain level of trust in yourself, though. Not to say that you're right, because the Bible says that we should consult God in all things and not lean on our own understanding. But he's given us a wisdom and he's given us a mind. So, once again, I always just think it's the fine balance of, okay, he's not left me without an answer. Whether that means having to directly ask him or looking inwards, the answer is still, he is still the source of the answer. Um, but yeah, in terms of something like this, though, where this is like an existential crisis, really, which requires some, it requires, it's like, it requires wisdom, that kind of answer. It's like philosophical. This is the way everyone is speaking. It's not like what this one plus one is two, simple problem solving, that we can do. So yeah, I think in these kind of circumstances where the answer is not in front of you and it's, we're asking the deeper questions, the why, um, yeah, we definitely have to tread very carefully in how we present our opinion because you can have your opinion and if it's asked you can share it but even in the way that you share it there has to be that humility and that this is just what i think i don't it's not the yeah because this one is like proper angry i think maybe something like this maybe hadn't been happened before maybe it didn't maybe it did happen but it wasn't recorded so there was no sort of um what do they call it in law precedent to to go based off of uh. so now we have this is sort of instructing us and gives us a, le- a level of wisdom and understanding that when things happen it's not necessarily god punishing anyone or it just really is what it is so it yeah. also enables us to be like okay maybe i don't know what's going on there i you know and it doesn't it doesn't even necessarily mean that it requires a response Or, or all of this that um, Job's friends were doing. It, it didn't require all of that. I wonder, like, obviously we're grateful that it, we've seen it and it's recorded, so we know. But I wonder if, like, what it, what it would have looked like if all of that didn't happen. Would it have gone on for that amount of time? Mm. What, what would it have done? I don't know, prison worship service? <laughs> like, I don't know what it would have looked like, but... There is always this this thing where people think if something bad is happening, yeah, this is God punishing you, just like the guy said. Like, yeah. 
this is God punishing you, right? No. That is life. These things happen. I think that's where something like the prosperity gospel sells dreams. <laughs> mm. That like if you come to the gospel, it's all hunky-dory. Yeah, and the abundant life is there. It's in the scripture, so it's not a lie. But I think you're not preparing people for failure. You're not preparing people for the trials and, and tribulations. And upsets. So when something happens, you're just like, God, why is this happening to me? There's no why sometimes. No, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, and the, But then also, there is so much in scripture that points to this, that these things do happen. Um, if you look throughout Psalms and um, David, when he's like, you know, he's in despair pretty much. Like that is just, if you look at the pattern of the lives that people have lived in the Bible, those moments are there. If you create a map and you actually map it out, the landmarks are all the same. So I think something like the prosperity gospel, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's an uneven balance or whatever. The scales aren't even and that is not presenting both sides of the picture. Like there is the abundant life, but there also is... The mishaps. abundant life is what is the miracle knowing that it happens in lack sometimes. Mm. That's a whole nother conversation. Like what we think would necessarily be the abundant life is not, is not, that's not reality. Yeah. Um, I think just going back to if they're, you know we can't forget that Jesus was the, and is the perfect human being that ever graced the face of the earth and look at his life. Mm. It was a life of suffering and anguish. I'm not necessarily that it was suffering whereby, you know, he was suffering like poor money, you know, disgrace, poor reputation, all of that. It was also an internal suffering in that, he saw the hearts of men, you know, he, there's a, there's a different level of, I think it's, is it Ecclesiastes where he says, or Proverbs, one of the two, increased knowledge brings more wisdom, more sorrow. Yeah. Because the more that you are aware of things, it really makes you sad. Like even that in of itself is very heartbreaking when you see what happens in the world and all of that jazz. So he must have, he went through the, the motions himself sufferings man it's life